We have a ton to get to this evening, so let's get right into it and bring on our ESPN front office insider, longtime executive of the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, founder of one of my favorite sources for football news, the 33rd team, Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T, I I feel like Aaron Rodgers is turning into the Punxsutawney Phil of quarterbacks as he emerges from the darkness to decide whether or not he wants to play quarterback. And we got some big news yesterday on ESPN's Get Up when Jeff Darlington reported a quote that, quote, a very important Packers source said that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. Mike T, I know you are someone who feels that the Packers should move on from Rodgers and go with Jordan Love. So I'm just curious to get your initial reaction when you heard that report from your colleague at ESPN, Jeff Darlington. Jeff's a good reporter, and I'm sure there's you know a lot of validity to that. But um, you know, until I think we hear from both sides, um, there'll certainly be you know a fair amount of intrigue. Mike T, I, I know you think that the Packers should move on from Aaron Rodgers by way of a trade because they they can't cut him. I think he's due like ninety nine million dollars against the cap if they cut him. But along those lines, I mean, the more I look at his, at his contract, the more I think who's going to want Rodgers and how much are the Packers going to be able to get back? I mean. Rodgers is coming off by far his worst season. He'll be 40 in December. He's been a constant distraction off the field. And by the way, his contract runs through 2026 when his cap hits over $50 million. So, I mean, you were an NFL GM. Would you trade for Aaron Rodgers? And and how much would you give up? Maybe a second or third round pick. But, uh, look, he's an all-time great. Clearly his best days are behind him. But he would make somebody discernibly better, uh, Cyrus. So I think there will be a market for him. Again, talking with our ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum here on ESPN West Palm tonight. Speaking, Mike T, of quarterback drama, a lot of that brewing in the Meadowlands, especially with the news that Giants quarterback Daniel Jones may be seeking $45 million per year if he were to sign a new contract with Big Blue. Mike T, no denying that Daniel Jones took a big leap forward under Coach of the Year Brian Dable, but to give him you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen-type money, Seems like it might be a bridge too far. Mike T., what do you think of the Daniel Jones news asking for 45 mil? Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking in a negotiation, right? So um, will he get it? I don't think so because they could just turn around and franchise him for $32 million. So I always thought that number should be about $100 million for three years, Cyrus, on a long-term deal, although all they'll, they'll just tag him on a one-year deal. Again, here with longtime NFL executive Mike Tannenbaum. So the QB drama with Big Blue is a bit of a surprise, but everybody knew that it would be a big season in the offseason for the QB situation for Gang Green with the Jets. Uh, The Jets have been coaxing longtime Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, and according to ESPN's Diana Russini, the Jets told Carr they believe he could end up being a a first-team Hall of Famer if he signs for them. Uh, Mike T., what do you think about that recruiting pitch? (laughs) Yeah, look, I think any of these teams that need a quarterback right now, Cyrus, they're going to be engaged with, you know, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. And, and just to go back to Daniel Jones for a second, like this is where I think the conversations get really interesting, which is, you know, if Daniel Jones doesn't get franchised, he could most likely be a Jet as much as a Giant. Which mm-hmm. is, if you're the Giants, like the worst-case scenario. So I think, you know, Rodgers, Jones, Carr, like they're all sort of intertwined. With the Jets, we know that this season or this past season, they would have been a much more dangerous team, even with an average quarterback. And look, over nine seasons, that's exactly what Derek Carr has been. If you take his passer rating for all nine years in the league and average it out, it's 15.6. So right in the middle of that of the 32 teams. 
if the Jets do sign Derek Carr, or let's just say Daniel Jones, and they get average quarterback play, how high does their ceiling become? I mean, can they win the AFC East, and can they compete with the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills at that upper echelon of the AFC? Well, I think they get into the playoff discussion for sure, um, you know, because they have a number of really good young pieces. But, you know, to say they're going to go beat Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, um, and Josh Allen in the playoffs, you know, that, that's a heavy lift for me. You know, I, I see him as a good player, not a great player. Again, here with ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. And Mike T, we've been discussing the quarterback situation this evening, but I did have a quick, a couple quick coaching carousel questions before I let you go. I want to start with Eric Bieniemy, who left the Chiefs after about 10 years to take over as the assistant coach and the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Mike T, first off, have you ever heard any rumblings on why Bieniemy, you know, despite being the offensive coordinator for, for the two-time Super Bowl champs, hasn't been able to get a head coaching job? Yeah, it's one of these situations, Cyrus, where clearly the marketplace is giving, you know, the credit to Andy Reid and not to Coach Bieniemy because, you know, when you look at, like, for example, Shane Steichen's record compared to Eric Bieniemy's, it's not even close, but clearly they're not giving him the credit. Um, and I think what he's trying to do is take one step back to try to take, you know, two steps forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that Bieniemy knows that, he can't do anything else in Kansas City to prove himself, so he needs to go elsewhere to do that. Mike T, what do you think, though, of his decision to try to prove himself in Washington? Because it is a place with a fair amount of uncertainty on the offensive side of the ball. Well, you know, one thing I'd say is, you know, their patients are incredibly low. So right. if he does well there, then, you know, it really sets up well for the future. So. Um, you know, while they're not ideal by any stretch, um, you know, because expectations are so low, like even if they're middle of the pack, I think he'll get a ton of credit for that. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking it's kind of a low risk situation going into next year with Sam Howell, the uh, be, be the second year quarterback. But he does have some interesting options to work with on the outside with uh, McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and 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 Dotson. So we'll see how that goes for Bianami. I certainly wish him the best in Washington. Another coaching move from the AFC West, one which was a little bit surprising, Mike T. Earlier this week, Los Angeles Chargers defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill decided to leave LA and rejoin his former boss, Vic Fangio, who took over as the DC in Miami. And Hill would have been going into his second year with the Chargers. He would have had defensive weapons such as you know Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, among others. But again, Kind of stepping down to to go back to Miami, Mike T. What's your what's your take on this move by Ronaldo Hill? Kind of seems like an interesting uh, interesting coaching decision to me. Yeah, I agree. That one caught me by surprise. Uh, maybe he just felt like because you know similar to what we just talked about with you know Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, maybe he just felt like he wasn't going to get the credit with you know Brandon Staley being defensive coach. I, I really don't know, um, but that that one surprised me as well. The only thing, as I talk it out and think it out with you, Mike T, is I'm thinking, you know, Vic Fangio's coming out of retirement. He's an older guy. Maybe it's almost like Ronaldo Hill wants to be defensive coordinator in, in waiting behind Fangio in Miami. But again, he was already defensive coordinator in, in L.A., again, with some good pieces on defense and, and, of course, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, Justin Herbert. So, I don't know, just, again, just seems like a curious choice to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was... Very surprised when I saw that as well. So Coach Hill bailed on L.A., 
but I know that you, Mike T, would never bail on the guys at Greco Chevy Del Rey because their service and their expertise is second to none. Mike T, what puts them at the top of the class when it comes to the car buying experience? Yeah, they're best in class. They have a great uh, selection of cars. They're knowledgeable. Their prices are incredibly fair. Their service department is great. They have great options in terms of financing. They're conveniently located on Farrell Highway in Delray Beach. It's a, it's a great car buying experience. Mike T., as always, appreciate the time. Good to get your take on all things NFL. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Okay, thanks so much.